Oh, Chip texted. Patterson? Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to catch up for lunch, but you know how it is. Oh, I should turn on my I should turn my email off, shouldn't I? You enjoy that. I I do. I do do. I, I hate doing that. Anyway, we're supposed to catch up for lunch. We're supposed to go downtown. We have to we have to hammer that out. But anyway, he said, uh, number two, I love, all caps, love the cold opens. Give the people what they want, Joe. Can't fake it, though. Since we're doing this live. Yeah. And we're doing it again live on Thursday. Thursday. Are you going to be drinking? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. It's two o'clock. <laughs> we'll be at the Raleigh Times. I mean... Are you going to be slumped over like the uh, breeze through extravaganza? Slumped over? <laughs> Go back and watch. Harsh. Go back. And at one point, you're just, you had hoodie up you were uh, like this. And you had the mic because you got fed up with the mic stand. You're like, uh-huh. <laughs> Go, Go back and watch. Wow. All right. Are we airing grievances? Or is, is, is it Festivus? It's fe- well, no, Festiv- well, no, that's not until Luke comes out. Okay. That'll be a Festivus. Marathon. You let me know, because that charitable oh, thing that you signed up for. I know. Looks I know. Like you're, looks like you're effing with my money, sir. We, we got a three-star. Well, here's the thing. Got a got a three-star review. Yeah. With a very specific reason. Okay. Incre- I'm looking at it right now. Incredible, Incredibly knowledgeable about triangle sports and really enjoyed the discourse. Only negative comment is obvious. However, (laughs) only negative comment is obvious inserting topics into the agenda that he can underhandedly insert his political tastes into. Parentheses, no one around here cares about what Aaron Rodgers is doing with three exclamation points. (laughs) I do do not find me. (laughs) You had me read you had me read the (laughs) review. You're not finding me. Uh, It's fine, fine. I were you I didn't bring it up yesterday. I could have easily. Did you go one whole episode without it? I went one whole episode without it. All right. Look at you. So I don't want to hear it. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to do it again today. Uh, It's too late. No. You you still see, we got a three star review. It's It's fine. It's too late. It's a five star review, though. Mm. It's a three star, but that was a five star. All things I've ever asked for a boss of mine were, were encapsulated right there. Hey, you have a problem with me? Cool. But I at least point out the things I do well, right? Yes. Like, that was awesome. I totally agree with you on that. Is that our annual review? That <laughs> we did it. <laughs> hey, love the show. It's awesome. Stop freaking talking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. Anyway, ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Chilio. I'm Joe Ovias inside E for Studios downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Print management. Something that, uh, Joe, like you like to say, you don't know what you don't know. I don't know squat about print management. All I know is that I turn on, I, I have my phone. It's tied to a Kyocera printer. I need something printed out like a Duke basketball parking pass. Cool. It happens. I don't know how that thing works, but they do. So head on over to copiers-plus.com. What are you smirking about? Uh, I forgot we were live today. Yeah. The bonus of the live are the, are the comments. <laughs> you might have to turn them off so I don't get distracted. Yeah, you do get easily distracted <laughs> what? by the comments. Squirrel. Like, what? Oh, Timmy Ann just Come said. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll put it on the screen right now. I've, I've done See, a good job. You. you know how to do that. I don't. Aaron Rodgers lately. Just skip it. Okay, fine. But I don't, don't want to give anybody that no skipping. 
Not allowed. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's not oh, program yeah, anybody yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to program people <laughs> to, to skip around. Uh, but anyway, yeah, a little bit later on, we're going to be joined by Luke Takak at the News and Observer, like he typically joins us on a Tuesday. And UNC AD Bubba Cunningham will also join us today. That's going to be at 2.30 as we're doing this live. Last night, I watched a little bit about, uh, I watched a little Monday Night Football because there's been some drama around the Eagles. Yeah, remember, I'm the person for the last couple of weeks who said, ah, we're going to get an Eagles-Chiefs rematch. We're going to yeah. get an Eagles-Chiefs rematch. Like, I'm not going to fault the Eagles because they've been winning close games. They're winning, yada, yada, yada. Jalen Hurts was sick. Got to power through that. Fine. But the real red flag for me is when you're so desperate to find a defensive edge that you've elevated Matt Patricia to be the defensive play caller. He's not the defensive coordinator. They still have a defensive coordinator. He's the defensive coordinator in title. But we got Matt Patricia and his little pencil in his ear with his beard. I'm so schlubby because I don't have time for anything else in my life. I got to it's all football all the time. Sure, whatever. He's been elevated to the play caller. That's my red flag. I'm like, ooh, there's a little palace intrigue there. They're not happy about this. So I might have to back off my Eagles will be fine. More to the point with the Eagles, they're really terrible at the stat you love to bring up all the time. Point differential. When you look at the other 10 and 4 teams in the NFL right now that you would consider Super Bowl contenders, and the Eagles have been viewed as one. Well, so have the Dolphins. Dolphins have a 10 and 4 record. The point differential is insane. Do you know what the point differential is for the Eagles right now? Without looking it up? Without looking it up. No, I do not. 18. Plus 18. Uh, I'm sorry? Plus 18. They are on... They're 10 and 4 and they're plus 18? They are on that Minnesota Vikings level. Although the Vikings were a negative, were they not? (laughs) At one point, yes. With a winning record (laughs) last year? It's impossible. I still... It's it's still a loss as that happened. It's wild. Regardless. The Eagles are not looking like an actual Super Bowl contender. Neil Greenberg over at the Washington Post did the comparable for um, for the Eagles versus everybody else. The Dolphins are right now plus 147. The Cowboys, who just got shellacked by the Buffalo Bills, which we'll get to in a second, also 10 and 4. They are at plus 167. The Lions, everybody's favorite, Matt Patricia's old team where they couldn't get they couldn't wait to get rid of them. They're plus 51, right? So those are your similar grouping teams. And that, as you like to say, is a better indicator of how good a team might actually be. Yeah, particularly in the NFL when things are a little bit more equal. I, I got two points on the Eagles, though. First of all, they lost the Super Bowl last year. There is no more powerful force in the universe than a team that has lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they just lost two games, and I get it. One was to San Fran, a, a arrested, coming in, angry San Fran. Mm-hmm. You lose the game 42-19, fine. You go to Dallas, Dallas at home is loaded up for you, fine. However, whoever you play in that next game, you better be ready for the football game. Last night, they scored on their opening drive. After that, they went to sleep against the Seattle team that, quite frankly, isn't any good. Mm-hmm. So that's a football game you have to win even if you have to play Marcus Mariota, which maybe they probably should have. I don't know. I thought I thought Hertz was fine. You know, first play of the game was a designed quarterback run. Uh, the Eagles were obviously feeling a little bit cheeky with their play calling. <laughs> yeah. But th- that's the kind of game you have to win. So you, you go there and you lose 20 to 17. I told you, man. I told you. There's two teams that can come out of there. Dallas and San Fran, and that's it. Detroit is a fraud. The Eagles are a year too late. Mm-hmm. And that leaves you with two options. 
of those two options, give me the San Francisco 49ers. I still can't, I would still take, they stay healthy. That's the key part. Number one, number two, I would still elevate another team over the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are very predictable. You you called it a scheduled loss over the weekend with the way they got beat by Buffalo. Yeah. This happens all the time. What they're undefeated at home. They go on the road. It's cold. They don't know what to do. And they just like ah, short circuit. And that's exactly what happened when they were up in Buffalo. So I would still take a wild card, like not an actual wild card, but so, what's against the field. What do you do in, uh, in golf when it's like tiger versus the field? Well, like, is it the Dallas Cowboys or everybody else? I would still take everybody else <laughs> you're for run- a variety yeah, of reasons. You're running out of options <laughs> I in <was> the NFC. <laughs> I agree with you that you are running out of options in the NFC. I'm simply saying that I would still take my chances with one of those other suspect options like the Detroit Lions than I would ever put my trust in the Dallas Cowboys. And Dallas, if you're a Dallas Cowboys, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's that cycle of suffering when it comes to being a Dallas Cowboys fan and people cannot wait to make fun of you somewhere. Stephen a has his cowboy hat ready to go look into his phone and laugh at you. All right. I what sent, eventually happens. I sent you the the slide, man. You gotta, you gotta use it. What? The, the cowboy thing. I know you like, you like have my number blocked on your phone or what, something. What are, you, what are you talking about? The site, the Cowboys. Oh, cycle. I don't have it in front of me. I know. I don't have it in front of me right now. I, I don't have, then you don't me. let me add things onto the, I let you add things. No, no, no. You no, no. You were very clear. No, no, no. That's my. Don't. I'll get you your own folder. You don't get to put anything in there. No, I never said to, you couldn't put anything in there. I'm saying that there are things for Law of the Wolf and the other stuff that you can put in your folder. Sure. And you don't no, have to muck no. up. No. Then you you the even main said, channel. You, you got two other podcasts. You could do all that stuff. Right. You don't need to do that over here. You can. Mm, didn't feel very welcoming. Okay. It was just more I'll add the cowboy Look, logo. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I know what your desktop looks like. Yeah. And I know what oh, my, my desktop, desktop. Both the both computer physically, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, like yeah. the actual physical desktop <laughs> in here and your computer desktop versus mine. I don't want that mess in my life. I don't want your life. I don't want that mess in your life, man. So yesterday we put the call out for those who had gone to the Carolina Panthers game in the rain, 5,200. I'm going to go based off that Vashti Hurt tweet that she said she talked to somebody in the stadium and that their reported number, what they calculated was 5,200 people showed up to that. I was shocked how many of our listeners actually went. You're like 1,418 of them emailed us. (laughs) Now, I'm not surprised in the least that uh, our friend Jake Failing, who used to work here locally with Team USA Baseball, now he's this influencer. He does game day stuff for the Carolina Panthers. Our friend Penn Holderness was hanging out with them, and there they are in the rain, having a good time. I'm just impressed that they're not in a suite. I thought I'm I'm actually surprised that Penn Holderness did not big time everybody. Like, I cannot get wet out here. This is too cold for me. I need to put my handsome Ken looks in a suite somewhere. He does have a Moussin Muhammad jersey on. That is that's old school. It's impressive. That is old school. So I originally thought we'd get maybe one person to reach out. Yeah. We usually get like 10 or so people that reached out talking about how they had gone to the game. So I was impressed by that. So I went to the, uh, I went to the opening up the Gmail here. This is from blade. We were there Christmas present for our kids did not care. And here they are, you know, in the rain, having a good time. You got the, got the bags on, you get the garbage bags on. That's just the way to go. Uh, there was another email from here. We, uh, we had, I got so many emails from people. This is from Lathan. You got to be there for the one and twelves if you're going to be there for the fifteen and ones. 
Love the show. <laughs> Keep what you're doing. Lathan, there he is in front of the Panther outside. Super hype. Looks very, very soggy. Not a game that I would have wanted to go to, but hey, man, you do your thing. Good stuff. Speaking of a suite, this is from Kevin. Being in a suite counts, right? But no, not a chance. No. I'm sitting in the soggy stands for that garbage <laughs> offense. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And then we had another one from Thomas. He was there, said it was great. Told him, hey, man, just shoot me your address and I'll send you a hoodie for the people who actually reached out. And then we also had uh, from Andrew. Now, Andrew had a lot to write about. Ooh. And he said he was one of the 5,200 there. I'm a listener of the podcast and the Young Gun podcast. Shout out to the Young Gun pod with Dimitri and Lauren. I was one of the sorry Panther faithful at the Falcons game yesterday. I wasn't going to subject myself to this team in person this season, but my brother, who is in the Army and stationed in Fairbanks, is home on leave and successfully lobbied a few weeks ago to go to this game. I told him Thursday he needed to bring a canoe if we were actually going to go. <laughs> he responded with a screenshot of the current weather in Fairbanks. 30 below with the comment, I'll take that over this. We went. It was absolutely miserable. The emptiest I'd ever seen in that stadium. And probably half of the 5,200 were in Falcons gear. When I went a few years ago, that Kyle Allen, Christian McCaffrey game that I I've referenced a lot, I was shocked at how many Falcons fans were actually at that game because it was two bad teams at that time. There were two bad teams. So anyway, I guess they travel well. But the elation that we felt when Pinheiro, team MVP, walked it off was as if we had won the Super Bowl. In a season of which I'd like to remember very little, it was an unforgettable game at the bank attached as a blurry selfie because my phone was in a plastic bag in a video my brother took at the end of the game. I'm really enjoying listening to you guys. Born and bred North Carolinian. Y'all are just what I need for my sports fill. Admittedly, I'm late to the party. Never listened to you on terrestrial radio, but love the content now on YouTube and Spotify. Thanks for making the experience as a Carolina sports fan a little bit more livable. So then here's the blurry selfie because everything was in the plastic bag. Told uh, told him that absolutely we will send you a hoodie, man. Also, could you get in touch with Jamie at Breaking Tea? I would like a we're huge in Alaska shirt <laughs> slash hoodie option. I, this is just further proof. We're huge okay. in Alaska. I feel like... Like a, an outline of Alaska and an OG. We're huge in Alaska. I think that's uh, I think that's something you and I can do on Custom Make. I mean... We'll figure it don't, out. Don't limit our options, sir. All right. That's, that's fine. Maybe put it on a sticker. We don't know what we don't know. It's a very good point. Maybe we'll put it on a sticker, too. So, big thanks to everybody who reached out, who had gone to that Panthers game. There's a larger conversation to be had about going to sporting events in this kind of weather. Well, they made it a family event because remember, we started this football season by you chastising people for being amped up for week zero. That's and, right. And not you know, refusing hate, to go to weddings. I and, hate my family so much that I need to watch. That I'll go get walking pneumonia. <laughs> Bank of America. Well, I've, been, I've been after my father-in-law for the longest time, to, you know, because he's a University of Delaware grad. I'm like, all right, man, let me go up. Like, I want to see cold, quote unquote, cold, cold football. Like I would go, I would absolutely go to a game in Buffalo in snowy conditions. I think that would be fun. I would absolutely go to Green Bay. I wouldn't go shirtless, but there are some people and you look like somebody who's now making a face at me, who's adamant about never going to a sporting event in that kind of weather, which is weird because didn't you suffer through generals games? That was spring football though. Okay. still It's still cold in the spring in New York, dude. No, not like that. All right. Every time we talk about the Carolina Panthers, it's brought to you by graffiti. Check them out in downtown Cary. Speaking of family time, you know what's family bonding? Axe throwing. Axe throwing. 
didn't didn't like what they had to say at the dinner table, don't don't take it on them. Just no. focus on the acts at the at the cork board. That's the most important part. So head on over to Graffiti in downtown Cary. They bring you our conversations about the Carolina Panthers. So we've got a Tecmo Super Bowl tournament that we're going to be doing at Shady's on February 4th. We have two people who have reached out so far for the field of 32. Yes. We haven't really started promoting it Lock yet. Lock in those spots. We haven't really started promoting it yet. We've just kind of been mentioning it. When we get into the new year, we're going to hammer getting in on this tournament. Again, there's only 32 spots. Two people have already reached out for that. If you are interested in joining us for our Tech Mobile tournament with cash prizes. Cash prizes. There is an entry fee. 25 American dollars. Email us, theogoesdigital at gmail.com. You mentioned the t-shirts, breakingtea.com slash OG. You can get all of your Breaking Tea OG merch there. Again, that's breakingtea.com slash OG. This is part of a conversation we're going to have tomorrow. We went over to the governor's mansion today. Roy Cooper was in the office, invited us over, doing some end-of-year media rounds. They reached out to us. We're like, cool. Brought the equipment over. And Joe, you brought him a customized OG NC flag hoodie with a custom C on it. Captain OG himself. You know, after the giving him the Homer Simpson starter kit last March, I felt like I should get him a real gift. <laughs> one that I was sincere. <laughs> and one of the things that he has taught us is it's okay that you and I went to, went to state. Mm-hmm. He went to Carolina, but it's okay. You can mm-hmm. include everybody. Yeah, we got the Wolfpack red in that flag. We got the Tar Heel blue. We got the Duke blue. He's very happy about that. And, and if we think about it, we probably did it uh, uh, unintentionally. There's some gold Wake Forest in that lettering too. Shh. That was by design. Anyway, big thanks to the governor's office for letting us hang out today. We'll bring you that full conversation tomorrow. Big thanks to Breeze Through. Speaking of being cold and doing things outside, we did a show outside of Breeze Through this year. I'm still thawing from it. I really wasn't that cold. It was cold, dude. What are you talking about? Head over to Breeze Through, PNC Arena. That's the location that we spent a lot of time at, but they got one in Cary. They got one out by Chapel Hill. They no, got no, them all They don't, they don't just Carolina. have one in Cary. <laughs> the, ta- the Taj the Breeze Through <laughs> off a of high house. That's the move. And our, our tournament over at Shady's for Tech Mobile is going to be brought to you by Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer, attorneys and counselors at law. And our friends over at Hometown Realty, buy, sell. They got the mortgage calculator on the website. Makes it super, super easy. And most importantly, when it comes to new construction, they are locked in when yeah, it comes to that. The best way to get those bonuses from the builders is to go through Hometown Realty. It's myhtr.com. Buy, sell, calculate. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline columnist for the News and Observer, he is Luke DeCock. Luke, what up, man? What's up, fellas? I uh, talking about football games and bad weather. I actually attended the Packers Buccaneers game on Sunday, which was balmy by Green Bay and December standards. It was just 30 degrees, 20 mile an hour winds and sleet, uh, but still better than Charlotte. I, I did enjoy watching Baker Mayfield absolutely torch <laughs> the Packers. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, it's the worst pass defense performance by any team in the last five years. I felt right at home there uh, with all the uh, bad football I've had to watch over the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to see Bryce Young look like Lamar Jackson next week uh, in Charlotte because the, the Packers can't catch a cold at this point. Uh, well, you got to, re- you got to remember that the, the, I think the Panthers are going through what the Carolina hurricanes had gone through the very, very terrible, no good decade. 
where they had these guys that people would fall in love with. And then they, they, they kind of reached a ceiling here. Then they go somewhere else. And like, wait a minute, where was that? He scored tonight. Why didn't, why didn't that happen? I feel Are like you saying that Baker Mayfield is the Victor Rask of the NFL. I mean, I wouldn't go so far to say that, but I'm not, it's not lost on me that Christian McCaffrey might be the damn MVP. Yeah. This will segue into what we're going to talk about. But first of all, congratulate, c- congratulations to Luke. He won our ACC Fantasy Football League oh, for the first time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But In large way, part to a trade with Joe, but still, no, thank no, you. No, no, no. You, 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 you earned that one. Um, the trophy but, is actually, by the way. Oh, no, the trophy is <laughs> outstanding. Trophy. Our yeah. trophy is of a cat in honor of Patrick Stevens' cats. Yes. Uh, I purchased it. This is the I'm the guy who wins the league for the first time in 15 years and purchases a traveling a trophy. Love but it. uh, it'll be at ACC kickoff. I expect to see it on the podcast there. Who was the uh, goalie in the bubble who went berserk for Dallas, the former Kane? Wow. Uh, I- I don't, I don't even remember. Anton Kudobin? Kudobin. Yes, that's the guy. Kurt that, Obin. Kud, whatever his name was. Yeah. That was the guy. That's because a guy leaves the Canes and all of a sudden, yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, 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 it's, it's not like Noah Hannafin or Elias Lindholm, who you knew could right. be good players potentially. And Lindholm certainly has been a great player. Uh, yeah, more like, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield could not have looked more washed with the Panthers, but he was. He has been, he looked like Tom Brady. I mean, Amazing. it looked like the old Buccaneers out there throwing Mark to Mike Davis. Evans, throwing to Chris Godwin. It was very, very, I, they had a, a great big white tight end score touchdown. Looked like Mike Allstott stumbling <laughs> over the goal line. It was very vintage Buccaneers. Amazing. So amazing. it's literally amazing. When we went over to the governor's mansion, Roy Cooper was wearing his uh, Roy Cooper 75 Hurricanes jersey. And I'm convinced that we were invited over there because he needed the equivalent of Kane's therapy. Kane's went through a pretty rough road trip. Uh, some, you know, getting questioned by the captain, getting questioned by Rod Vernemore. Um, And then they come home. You're thinking maybe things turn around a little bit, but then Auntie Ranta gets waved. Um, I guess there might be something cooking. I don't know. What, where are we right now with the Carolina Hurricanes goalie situation with Freddie Anderson, my best guess, what, maybe a month at best away from showing back up with the team? Yeah, I mean, I think we're the same place we were two weeks ago. It's, it hasn't changed. When they get good goaltending, they look great. When they give up a soft goal, everything starts to collapse. It, everything gets poisoned from the net out. And that hasn't changed. It's just that in Ottawa and uh, Detroit, you know, Pierre Kachekov looked good, made some saves, made some big saves. They, you know, took out Brady Kachuk like a linebacker. Uh, it was good stuff, and it was him playing with the fire he needs to have. He was playing big. You know, if you watch him closely when he's playing well, every save he makes, he's moving into the puck. And mm-hmm. if you go back and watch him in Western Canada, everything was reactive. Uh, and then Antti Ranta, you love the guy. He's one of the nicest players ever to play for this franchise. Uh, he's been a huge part of that dressing room. But there are times where guys just cannot stop the puck, and he's just sort of reached that point. doesn't mean it's permanent. But it got to the point where they had to make a move. I don't know whether Aaron Dowell, who was in on a tryout, is the answer. Obviously, Yaro Halak was not. I still think they have the cap space and assets to make a deal when they are ready to make a deal. Obviously, they are not ready yet. Um, that may not be how I feel about it, where, to me, alarm bells are going off and red lights are flashing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's not my draft picks and prospects and what yeah, that, I have to give up to make the deal. So, and that's what that that's, that's that's I'm getting at. It's still that's getting at. Yeah. So, so what, but my, my, the question I'm having is what is it going to take to get the kind of goalie they feel is going to do the job? Well, that's a question. You know, do you, do you get a guy 
you know, who you have cap issues with, like John Gibson in Anaheim. You go get a veteran guy like Marc-Andre Fleury, whose numbers aren't much better than the Hurricanes goalies now and doesn't really want to leave Minnesota. Um, the options right now aren't great. And I think that's a big part of the reason why nothing's happened. You know, Montreal is the one team that's getting good goaltending that has guys they can move. But, you know, if I'm the Hurricanes front office, do I look at my team and say, we're a Stanley Cup contender? Is, you know, Jake Allen worth giving up assets for? Uh, is that the guy who's going to help us? Or are we better off just sort of papering over the cracks until Freddie gets back and hope that he can do what he did last year and sort of emerge from the curtains at the last second and, you know, hose down the fire and, and save everything. I think Freddie's going to be fine. I think the time off is actually going to help him. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest issues, obviously, over the course of his career has been durability. Now he's sort of taken the way Whitney, Ray Whitney training camp plan of getting hurt before the first preseason game. <laughs> and miraculously recovering the morning of the last one. So he gets a good 20 minutes in. Uh, it's it's gonna, I think it's going to be fine. The fact that they've cleared Freddie to skate is a huge positive sign because as we've talked about, as, as the three of us have talked about ad nauseum, you can't mess this up with his with his blood disorder. Yeah. If, if you get it, go too far to one side, he basically hemophiliac, hemophiliac who can die from a skate cut. You go too far to the other side, you could clot, get a clot on a plane because you fly so much. You got to get it right. From everything, this any every indication now is they feel like they've got that dialed in. Now it's just a question of regaining fitness, regaining sharpness. Uh, and honestly, I don't know that there's a massive hurry for that if they can keep getting the goaltending that they've been getting from Kachekov. I don't know that Yanov Peretz is the answer uh, to any question, but I think they feel like they're going to be better off with him playing once a week than Ons, than Ron's playing once a week. He just he was in a rut, couldn't get out of it. Um, you haven't really seen a lot of that from him over the course of his career. Maybe the fact that he accepted this conditioning assignment means he thinks he can still play and he can get his game back, you know, go down, have a couple of good starts in the AHL and, and come back. But, you know, I think the, the I think Kachekov has righted the ship. I think we saw that those last couple of games of the road trip. If they feel that way about him and I can understand that argument, you're OK kind of going with him until Freddie gets back. Uh, the key is still Freddie. And if something happens with Freddie, then you absolutely have to make a move. Mm-hmm. The only they're going to get go get eventually, I'm 99% certain, is not someone we've mentioned here. Okay. There's a different deal to be made, maybe even a player-for-player player deal that sets up their goaltending. And maybe they're waiting for teams to fall out of contention. Sometimes the best goalie is going to be the guy you get from the team that, that punts. And you're not going to get those guys. Everybody still thinks they can make the playoffs at Christmas. Is there something in the top six forwards, Luke, that's going to make sense? For them, you know, last year we you know we get to the deadline and it's oh we gotta go get this guy from San Jose, gotta go get this guy from Vancouver. Uh, is there something out on the horizon where I know they've been reluctant in the past because they felt like they made their moves in the off season? I'm just looking at the way that their top six is playing and I'm going, I'm not sure this is the group you guys thought was going to bring this thing home for you. Yeah, I, you know, I think you look at Michael Bunting and that hasn't quite worked out. This is a guy who scored a ton in Toronto with great players, just hasn't clicked here yet. Um, you know, and, and you're one injury away, whether it's Jordan Martinuk or whoever, uh, from everything kind of tumbling. That said, I like the way they've looked going 11 and 7 because it solves the Tony D'Angelo problem. You get Jalen Chatfield and Tony D'Angelo in the lineup, and that's easy to do with Andre Svechnikov out. But if you're going to go 11 7, and I know that Rob Brindamore hates it, if you're going to do that, there's less emphasis on showing up at forward because now you're just basically trying to put three lines together and you can run the hot guys if you're playing three lines together because you're going to have the stall line and then you're just going to have, you know, eight other guys that you're mixing and matching and your, your top player is going to get more ice time. You can go with who's hot. 
but they they just they need to get more other top guys. Obviously, Aho had a great game uh, on the road trip. That was good to see. Um, they you know Teravina had a great start, kind of carry the team, but they need more from everybody, and they need Andrei Svechnikov to come back and be the player he's yep. shown he can be. I don't think you can actually say over the course of a full season we've seen the Andrei Svechnikov he was supposed to be, and he's shown signs of being. They need him to come back and be that guy. Because quite frankly, this franchise isn't built for him to keep developing. They need a finished product. They are in a position, as, you know, he's, he's a 2018 draft pick, played a ton of games in the league. Now is the time for Andrei Svechnikov to be a contributor and not just sort of the token all-star, but like somebody you can't leave off that list because he was drafted to be that. He's certainly capable of being that. Injuries have gotten in the way lately, obviously, but they need him to come back from this latest ailment, this really injury, not ailment. Mm-hmm and be an impact player. That will solve a lot of problems if you can get him back to the level that he's shown he can play. Luke Takak, columnist, News and Observer. We'll get a, we'll, we'll get out of here on this because Joe and I spent a good chunk of time talking about this on yesterday's show. I guess we don't really have to worry about deep March plans for Triangle Hoops at this point. Nobody looks, nobody looks the part right now. I'm, no. not saying, I'm not saying that you can't have some fun this season. Don't get me wrong, but it's gotten late early for NC State. I think Carolina still is a work in progress with their new pieces. And I don't know what to make of Duke. Yeah. Point, Duke, honestly. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I, I would have to look it up because it happens so infrequently. The last time we went two years in a row without a team making it to the second weekend. I certainly think there's a risk of that. I still think Carolina, when I look at those pieces, I look at the way they played against Tennessee. I look what they did against Florida state. Their losses are to really good teams. And I think there's enough of a ceiling there mm-hmm. and they're going to have enough experience. This Oklahoma game is a big one because Oklahoma's not quite at that UConn level. They're more in that sort of Kentucky range. Um, that's a, this, this is a big game because they've got to prove they can beat these teams in, in neutral sites, right? They beat Tennessee at home with a, there's a great crowd for that game. Yes. Uh, they've got, they got to go in, in down to Charlotte, which is going to be kind of like a home crowd, obviously uh, and beat Oklahoma Duke. I just, you know, Tyrese Proctor obviously didn't look great before the injury. Something's not right there. Uh, Kyle Filipowski looks like a guy who really needs like an impact five to play off of. And they've done some nice things trying to get Filipowski looks. And he's obviously played well. Uh, but there's just something that's not quite there with that team. I think the best answer for Duke is a couple of the freshmen just getting hot from long range. They can shoot that team deep into March. And I think the same thing's true at Carolina where, you know, that's a better three-point shooting team. Um, obviously if they hit some shots in the second half against UConn, it's a completely different narrative with this team. So I, I still think Duke has a chance to go deep. I think Carolina still has a pretty good chance to go deep. I think that's a talented team that's yeah, gonna have something teams. to prove. So I think yeah. I think there's a chance, but yeah, not looking great right now. It's uh it's look, man, it's November, December basketball. These teams come together and we have to do a better assessment. We have to do a better job saying, Hey, look, we don't know what this group is gonna be until late January, even maybe February, but We'll have that conversation then. Luke DeCock, columnist, news and observer. All right, man. Appreciate you making some, right. some, some scheduling changes today. We will talk to you moving, later. Moving, moving on with these. All right. See you guys. <laughs> it's, the be- it's the beauty of live stuff, man. The we'll do it live. live. We will do it live because we had to go to the governor's mansion. Christmas, man. It's, it's soon. Soon, get get something for yourself. Six days. Go to homefieldapparel.com right now. You've gotten something for everybody else. Treat yourself so when everything is over and all the gifts are unpacked and everything else, you got something else coming your way from Homefield. So again, check them out online. Great Carolina stuff. Homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code 
OG23. And when we're talking about Christmas, we're talking about New Year's, we're talking about making things easier on yourself. That's where the butcher's market comes into play. You got great appetizers, prepared meals, right? All that stuff. Make it easy. Go to butcher's market. Yeah, good stuff. New location, Lake Boone Shopping Plaza. And of course, our friend Matt Davis over at State Farm. Check them out online at insuregarner.com, theoginsurance.com. And call him directly if you want to. You can, because he's here in Garner, 919-779-8277. Just got a nice text from Matt that said some of the listeners have been chiming in, getting Bless. their help, because they want to save money. Easy thing to do. Give him a call, 919-779-8277. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline is the athletics director at North Carolina. Bubba Cunningham is hanging out with us. Bubba, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. And and first off, condolences to you, the Carolina family, uh, with the passing of Eric Montross, as we found out this week. You know, family gets used a lot. It makes a lot of sense to Carolina. And I can't think of a better ambassador for UNC, both in terms of uh, being a player and what he's done with the university and obviously what he was doing on the broadcast side before. Uh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, yesterday was uh, really a tough day for a lot of people on campus, particularly in the Rams club. Um, Eric was obviously seven feet tall, but he, you know, that image, he, he cast a long shadow, not just literally, but figuratively. And uh, it had a huge impact on an awful lot of people in such a positive way. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, all of us, because of the great advances in cancer research, you know, people go through um, chemo and they get some radiation and you always feel like they're going to come back. And, and I think we all anticipated at some point Eric would be back, even though he would battle through it. And uh, just the, you know, the, the thought that he's not coming back and just really hit everybody really hard yesterday. And I appreciate you acknowledging that. Um, but you know, again, all the great things that he did is the legacy that lives on Mm -hmm. and all the great work he did for the Rams club, what he did for the hospital, what he did for individual people. Those are all obviously the things you try to, uh, continue to think about and dwell upon, but, uh, it's a big loss for the university and the community. So again, I appreciate your thoughts. When I reached out to you, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about you know, some of these bigger picture ideas that have been going on. And we haven't talked really since October or the summer. We haven't talked since August. Yeah, it was in the car. We had that, you, that J.J. Abrams lens flare thing. Yeah. Going on. So uh, obviously, let's go back a half a step to the ACC adding Stanford, Cal, and SMU. And, and notably, you at North Carolina came out and, and kind of shared some of your thoughts. And Kevin Guskowitz did. And we can talk a little bit about that too, but I was, I'm kind of curious, what were some of your conversations like with Kevin about like, Hey, why you thought maybe this doesn't work for Carolina? Well, again, I just think that geography is important and, you know, we're pretty well spread out from Boston to Miami and over to Louisville and through Atlanta and South Bend. But I just didn't think adding schools at this point on the West coast made an awful lot of sense for us. Um, You know, it's fairly easy for football because you don't play very often. Uh, It's a little bit easier for basketball because of the nature of the charter. But I thought all of the other sports, it was going to be more challenging. And uh, it's harder to manage an 18-team league than it is a 15-team league. And so for those reasons, I just didn't think it it made sense for us. I felt like there was enough ambiguity in what our future looks like 
relative to compensation and NIL and paper play, all that stuff. I just felt like staying where we were was a, a better position. And I understand, you know, the argument against that was, oh, these other leagues are expanding. And if you don't expand, then you're going to be left behind. And if teams leave our league and you go below a different number, then there's a, you know, different decisions need to be made. You know, I understood all that. But again, I think that's kind of the beauty of what sports is about. What college athletics is today is you can have a different opinion. And, um, you know, in a, in a case like this, the majority rules. And, um, you know, now that Cal, Stanford and SMU are part of the league beginning next year, we're figuring out a way to make that work. So I just had a different point of view on it. Yeah, you said if teams leave our league and that's the way that was positioned kind of publicly or, or through sourced reporting that this was a move made in anticipation of a Florida State or Clemson or a Carolina leaving the league. Mm -hmm. As someone who's involved in, in you know, these conversations, you're in the room where it happens. Like, do you get the sense that that's, that's eminent? Well, I think that what we've heard and what we've seen action on is, you know, there, there's a financial gap between the television contracts between the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC. So to, to try to close that gap, we've created this success initiative that allows some of the schools that are going to compete at the highest level, particularly in football, to help close the gap. So I think that was a step toward it. And I think that, that that's very helpful in that scenario. But I think all of us are a bit uneasy because none of us thought, 12 months ago, we wouldn't have a Pac-12. And so when you see that, then you're like, oh my gosh, if it could, you know, it's the old, if it can happen to them, it can happen to anybody. So I, I understand the, the concern about it, but, you know, I, I don't anticipate it. Um, and if you look back the last couple of years, all of those transitions have been um, tied to the expiration of their media rights. And so to me, those are, those are the tipping point dates that we need to keep in mind that, that's when things would change, probably not until those times. Although complicating factors now would be Charlie Baker, NCAA president, uh, introduce, introducing the concept of a FBS plus, I guess, or a, or a super league that, hey, look, if you can afford to do X, then by all means, get together and do your thing. And this is, you know, you, you have a pretty rich athletic department, so people would look at North Carolina a little bit differently in this scenario. How did you view Charlie Baker's proposal and what that might mean for North Carolina. Well, I have to admit uh, the day it came out uh, for about two hours, I lost my mind and thought that um, and I ran all the math on it. And, I, and then I started to really think about it. And I can't put, you know, I, I, I don't pretend to know Charlie Baker really well. I've met him and I understand the role he has and respect the success he's had. And so then I sat there and said, well, is this real or, are we not getting traction with Capitol Hill? Are we not getting traction with the schools? Are we not getting traction with the conferences? And therefore, I'm going to throw a grenade in the middle of the room and walk out and see what happens. And that's really what I came. That's what I concluded, that he is really trying to create a conversation about the future of college athletics. And he put a lot of, I would say, meat on the bone, but a lot of concepts out there that really got you to think. And so I, to me, that's what I think it was more so than a plan of saying, hey, this is what it's going to look like, because that's what got me out of my mind. I said, gosh, if this is what it's going to look like. And I again, half of our student athletes, that's over 400 kids, $30,000 a piece per year into a trust fund. That's $12 million. And that's before we buy NIL for students. Uh, no telling what that cost would be. So 
you know, after a, a couple of hours, I said, wait a minute, this isn't, there's, there's no way this works. So I calmed myself back down. Well, so yeah, you said there, there's no way, I mean, TV money's look, I'm coming at this from, you've known me long enough to know that I'm coming at this from just a talking head perspective. You're, you're actually in there. You're looking at numbers every day. And for me, it's a really easy thing to say. I'm like, you got TV money coming in. Um, you've got, you've got, you've got a, a pretty fully funded athletic department that is very, very successful. Sure. Does, does a, does a defensive coordinator need this amount of money? Does a head coach need that amount of money in the grand scheme of things? And there's just a redistribution of where the money goes. Do you need this big fancy building with sleep pods? You know what I mean? Like that, that's where I start to do the, the math in my head and why I don't feel like it's that much of an ass to give players the 30 grand. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you're right. Do we need any of that? No, but is it part of what we do today? Yes, it is. And we talked about, you know, how much somebody makes. I used to make this joke all the time that, you know, I, I didn't even know, I think it was, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She, she made $250,000 a year. Judge Judy made two and a half million dollars a year, but you know, one had more important job than the other, but that doesn't matter. Right. I mean, and so, you know, if that's what the market is for that position, that's what it gets paid. So that is what it is. We've tried to cap salaries in the past and we lost that lawsuit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I may, maybe we've lost every lawsuit we've ever had. I don't really know. There is, yeah, there's a bad track record when it comes to these lawsuits, Bubba. <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, and so I think what we have to do is okay, with their own rules. What's that? Says the guy who beat the NCAA with their own rules. <laughs> and, and so I, I think that we do have to reframe college athletics. I do think the courts are telling us going forward, there's going to be some type of revenue share. There's going to be some type of collective bargaining. And whether that comes from the courts or through Congress, or we negotiated ourselves, you know, that that's on our way. And to your, but to your point, if you, if I hit, sit here and just said, okay, that's $12 million, I got a $120 million budget. You're going to say, well, you know, that's only 10% of your budget. Certainly you could figure out a way to, to make that happen. Mm -hmm. That's true. But we also have, you know, 800 student athletes and that proposal said, okay, I want to treat half of the athletes differently than the other half, mm -hmm. which is not something we've ever done before. And do I really want to do that? I mean, we've got four kids. I don't really want to treat two of them differently than the other two. Although there's sometimes I think I would, but that's beside the point. Um, and, and so it would make it different. Um, would we, what impact would that have on Olympic sports and not just the North Carolina Olympic sports, but the U S Olympic sports. And, and I think all of that has to be factored in because I've said that before with you guys, I think we have, we play a role in the development of youth sports and the production of Olympic athletes as well. Hmm. You had uh, Bubba Cunningham. North Carolina AD, kind enough to join us here on the OG on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. Appreciate you, Lawrence, and, and Merry Christmas to you. Great, great. Hope to see you soon. Um, you had one of the great stories of the fall calendar with Aaron Matson and, and field hockey. And I just, uh, I had read Andrew Carter's great profile. And, and I'm just kind of curious when you saw her asking Mac Brown for advice and asking other coaches for advice. Like, did you really think that they were, she was going to win this thing in, the, in her first year? No, I really didn't. Yeah. And I told her, you know, the day we, the day I hired her, I said, look, I, I don't know how good we're going to be this year. I don't know how good a coach you're going to be, but we're not going to be as good this year as we were last year because you're not playing. 
And <laughs> I had no idea that we could win without her. And uh, a real, and, and th- I do think the thing that was undervalued was the maturity level of the players that bought into her and her leadership. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was phenomenal. Yeah, now I'm your coach. Now I got to listen yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. And quite frankly, you mentioned the roommate. Her roommate, uh, Romeo Ricardo, actually I think was kind of the glue that kept the team together. It was the link between the head coach and the players that were previously teammates. And I give her a ton of credit. All right, so I want to I want to go to the night of the college football playoff selection show. Um, uh, by the way, did you text? Uh, hey, did, by the way, I'm the AD at North Carolina, not North Carolina State. No, I, I know, but you you and Boo were boys, and I was just wondering, like, did you text them beforehand? Like, hey, man, <laughs> good luck today. Good luck today, because I know that's going to be stressful. But I am curious. I am curious. When the final four teams were produced, what did your phone look like after that? What did my phone look like? Were the eight, were you all, were like, was like the super secret AD text thread just blowing up after that? Like, oh Panic. my goodness. What the is ACC ha- is what? dead. The ACC is dead. There's worse. We got to make a statement. What What was the behind the scenes kind of reaction that was taking place within ACC circles? No, I, I you know, I don't have much for you on this one. I, I did text with Boo a number of times before the selection, after the selection, because he is a good friend. And those are tough, tough situations to be in. Um, but no, there wasn't a group text. We ADs or the league. We did. We didn't have any of that. The magnificent seven. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. The, we didn't even do that. It just wasn't. It was um, funny, I'm sorry I had to disappoint you on that one. No, 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 that's no, okay. I, I just wanted to ask just just, because we all beat. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" I was mad about it. I got to imagine that other people in the ACC were mad about it because it looks bad on the league. Yeah, I mean, still the whole debate, you know, most deserving, best teams. I mean, that, uh, you know, that that just goes on and on. And, again, a lot of times everybody used to think that was the best thing about college sports is because it created dialogue and discussion mm-hmm. about keeping yeah. the mm-hmm. interest high because of those kinds of things. So let's talk a little bit about football in your football program because when our last conversation with you was about, okay, basketball, you miss the tournament, you have a reset, you go to Hubert Davis and say, hey, man, how, how do I help you? How do I make this thing right? So what kind of conversations do you have with Mac after now two years, quite frankly, you know, you should have been a whole lot better than you were these these past two years. And I know that's hard because of your standard at Carolina. As I mentioned, you have a 23-year-old coach winning national titles. You've got, you know, all the success that you guys have had. It does seem elusive in that one sport. Yeah, it has. It's frustrating. It's frustrating for everybody. It's frustrating for Mac, for the coaches, for the players, especially when we've done it two years in a row where we we think we're going to be really good. We win a bunch of games early and then we can't finish. And, um, you know, how, how do we resolve that? And again, I think Mac has talked about it a lot. I think we all do. I mean, if we had the answer, we would do it. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Is, is it like, playing in a golf tournament. You got to get there a couple of times before you break through. And maybe that's where we are. I, I don't know, but it's hard to do that when your team turns over the way it does as well. You know, we're losing a lot of good players. I mean, obviously we thought with, with Drake this year, we'd be fantastic all the way through. Then we struggled late. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm talking to Mac about that. What are we going to do differently next year? What do we do that we thought was going to work that didn't work? I mean, it, there's gosh, there's just not a simple answer to it. Bubba Cunningham, Athletics Director, North Carolina. We appreciate the time, as always. You don't have anything else, do you? 
we're doing this live today, so it's you know, live. It's live. I can't like edit out anything at this point. Well, next time I get on, I really want to get a fancier background like you guys have. You, well, you can come through studio if you want. You want to come down to Raleigh? Come down to Raleigh. <laughs> we got we got a chair for you. Lunch on us. I appreciate that. I'm gonna head down to Charlotte today. I'm going down to Charlotte. We got the women's game tonight. The men's game tomorrow night. Nice. Nice. Well, I'll be paying, I'm going to be paying Mecklenburg uh, taxes here shortly. We've been down there. <laughs> That's the thing about That's the thing about no. Carolina, man. You always got something to win and celebrate. But over there. here, here's what, here's why I really want you to come through though. Here's why, you know, you were talking about budgets and various other things, you know, Uh-oh. Joe's no, like Lawrence is like a legit no, CPA. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I'm asking this. Cause you know, Jillio, Jillio is the CFO of this LLC that we got going on here. And we were talking about taxes and various other things the other day. And I'm just like, do I trust this man with my taxes? Do I trust this man? And I don't, can, can, can you like do an audit? He can. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, I, you know, I was majored in accounting. Yeah. I, was yeah. public accounting. I was with that big eight firm and I had that illustrious career down there in Atlanta. Uh-huh. It lasted four months. And, uh, you're like, I gotta go to Hey, I gotta, I gotta get back in this thing, man. Yeah. I left before they told me to leave. So that was that was the first thing I learned. And then and then you can help Joe out by emboldening him by saying, see, yeah, OVS doesn't need that new fancy microphone. This microphone's it's not in the budget. We don't need that. See? Because you can you can tell me, do you really need that? Do you need that? So it, it all works good. out in the end. It looks good. I mean, the microphone versus the headphones, I, there's a big difference there. Oh, yeah. No, there's, there, there's, I'm a dork when it comes to this stuff. Bubba, we appreciate the time. <laughs> Safe travels. We just need Ball State Bubba to come in and help out because Carolina, he's got, he's got That's too much off. over there. All the he's, money. He's, he's fine. He's fine. Thanks, Bubba. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Bubba Cunningham here on OB. I mean, just, it's just so curious. You know, if you looked at the books, you might, ooh, guys, sure you want to keep doing this? Careful. <laughs> Wait a minute! I already did that one. That's fine. No, the, no. The, the, we get into the comments. We will get to some of the comments. Okay. We will get to the. Oh, I love the comments. Hold on a second. I got. I just got to pick the right next one here. What, what do we want to go with? Let's, let's go. Before we get to the comments, we got to pay some bills. Big More thanks bills. to Wings Over uh, in Chapel Hill, in Raleigh in Greenville, parking in Raleigh, which is key. That's super, super clutch. And of course, great online ordering when you want something picked up at 6.30. It's going to be ready at 6.30. That's how Wings Over works. I, I can't oversell this enough either, by the way. And that is? The wings are fantastic. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, I know you might think, oh, I could just get wings from my grocery store and heat them up. No, dude. Don't do that to yourself. Go get some real wings. Watch some sports. Take care of yourself and your family. Okay. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. Check them out online at bugsbite.com. Uh, as we've gotten further and further away from the great unbundling, people want to bundle again. Mm. This is Makes how, sense. Save money. This is how Netflix is winning. And that's how bugsbite.com can help you win by bundling and saving their services. And you can even get into some uh, some extras as well. There's the there's, there's the monthly and the quarterly services and everything else. But you want to take it a step up, like misting systems, those moisture barriers that we've talked about. Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority can handle that for you. You want to get to some Hey Joe questions? Does that include the comments? Is this like a super secret? We actually extra? don't. We actually do not have that many comments today. People, it's 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 the holiday week, man. It's the week before Christmas. What's up next? What's up next? 
But yeah, let's get to some Hey Joe questions. Uh, big thanks to Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring Hey Joe. Um, all right, let's go to Juan, which is actually a really good one. Bubba coming on for no good reason. Meanwhile, one hey. AD people want to hear from is noticeably absent and silent. Love state, but damn, Randy. Got this one wrong. I mean, not no good reason, but Lawrence enjoys our company. Yeah, I think he, we have good conversations with Bubba. Yeah. We have good conversations. No, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I, hey, it's, it's not, it's not like you haven't asked. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's something you, all you can do is ask. Everyone's got to run their own race. Sometimes people just don't want to talk. It's as simple as that. Uh, from our friend Ken, cold opens rule. See? We'll keep doing them. Again, the key part to the cold opens is to not fake them. Uh, we read an email from Thomas. Thomas was hyped. He went to the, the Panthers game. He was hyped that we read it. So, hell, yeah. First OG appearance for me. Uh, LK, fire in the background. Nice. I got the Yule log going on the uh, tidbit. It is impressive. I do like the Yule log. I might keep it around year long. Just, yeah. All year long. Yeah. It just adds a level can, of class. Can, can you change it to the uh, Christmas tree that I burned? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> Uh, from Chris, is that a Miami flannel? Obvious. No, no, no. This it's is like more a, of a tomato red than it is an orange. You know what this is actually? Uh, it's, shirt, it, it's, it's scotch tape shirt. Shirt. What are no, they called? Shackets. It's a shacket, but it's the uh, it's like the same pattern as the scotch tape. Oh, it was like a brand on <laughs> when there I looked, somewhere. Well, wow, yeah, yeah no, Topo. Topo designs. Big, big fan. Big fan of that stuff. Also from David, why can't schools split out Olympic sports from football? Weird conferences already exist for gymnastics and wrestling. Hockey too, by the way. Yeah. Why not split them all? I agree. It's probably a Title Nine potential barrier but there's probably ways around it yeah probably i guess that's the case i just don't <sighs> there is no female equivalent of football so it's not even about what is a female equivalent what is not to me well, I i'm think... just saying in terms of title nine. Oh, okay I, I see what you're saying yeah. i see what you're saying i think for me what it comes down to is i can like pause this because i gotta get some youtube comments I think what it comes down to is you have administrators and conferences that don't want to break free from the gravy train. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Le logically, what you and I have talked about, what this question is about, why can't you just have a weird conference for X? Well, it's all tied to the television contracts that's then funding everything else. It's one big unit under the, under the umbrella of the conference. It's bundling, essentially. It's essentially what it is. If you broke it out, then you start getting into the worry of, well, how much money is actually going to field hockey? How much money is actually going to the other Olympic sports? I think that's where the worry is when it comes to breaking things off completely. Sure. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, from Timmy Ann, great segment with Bubba. Thanks, guys. A great surprise for a random Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is what it is. Uh, are either of you going to Tobacco Road tonight? No. I'm going to the Canes tonight. You going to the Canes tonight? Mm -hmm. I'm going home. I want to see Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be home. Spaghetti night. Tuesday? It's not a Taco Tuesday. I didn't buy any taco stuff. So, okay. is what it is. All right. Let's go to some of the YouTube comments. Uh, we had talked about the Tar Heels in basketball in terms of, yeah. you know, where they are. I think, ultimately, the three of us, you, me, and Luke DeCock, all agree that the pieces are there for North Carolina. It's a, it's a decent team. And they played a good schedule. I think, as it gets all kind of going... I mean, you never know. Bracket luck is real, right? Yeah. But I think in the comments, it hit on some of the issues that you and I don't tend to focus on because we don't feel it deep when it comes to Carolina basketball. 
um, you know, from, uh, what is it? Brother, brother, uh, brother Nero. UNC has the same problem as last year. Last year, they had two guards ball hogging instead of just making sure the All-American big man gets his touches. Only difference this year is that RJ is doing that this year. Dude averages 27 of the last six, and the team is three and three. His scoring is not contributing to winning. He is truly having a Kevin Martin Jr. <laughs> season. Wow. That's a great reference. The Kevin Martin Jr. season. Goodness gracious. I love an empty calorie NBA player. Uh, from John Bowser. They looked just like they looked last year when it came time for him to be the coach. He couldn't take them across the threshold. This happened nine times last year and now two times this year. Hubert Davis is just not a last four minutes of the game coach yet. He's still learning, and if they give him time, he will get there. Uh, from Jay Clemens. Oh, oh that's a, Wow. For the bar has moved on Whoa. Carolina basketball since 2019. What used to be battle for number one seeds is now we just want to be off the bubble. Now they're the best version of NC State, which is saying a lot. That's harsh. I mean, That's harsh. I mean, excuses beat by better teams, period. Hardcore Carolina fan is an absolute crybaby. Nothing less. If they're not winning everything, then they're crying. Well, I do think that UConn and Kentucky losses were different in the sense that it was just Davis against UConn. Mm-hmm. Whereas you had Cormac Ryan hitting shots against Kentucky. So that's a little bit different. Obviously, Ingram and now this is where the opponent does matter. You know, Ingram and Baycott were bothered by Kentucky's athleticism. Yes. Like that's a thing. Yes. When you play teams like that, it's going to happen. Uh, I don't agree that they're the same as last year, though, no, in terms of either. how they try to play. I think Ingram is a different piece uh, than even going back to the Manic model. And I think Cormac Ryan is a different player than uh, obviously Caleb Love. I think. The issue for Carolina is you got him to be Sidney Lowe and Roy Williams at the same time. You got to make shots because everything looks different when the ball goes to the basket. You know what I mean? And and I just, that was the thing from the UConn game that I took away. I was like, oh, UConn's got like three or four guys that can bang and get you a bucket when you need it. Whereas it does feel like with Carolina, if it's not RJ Davis. Yeah. Where, where, where are you going to get that half court bucket from? That's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks for everybody who hung out on our random ass Tuesday live show. However, we are going to soft launch our Thursday lives this week, two o'clock. We're going to be at Raleigh times in downtown Raleigh. Hang out if you'd like. Come on down. I think Brownlow is going to be there. Please. You've got the mixtape, by the way. We, we do people. have prizes for the mixtape. We're, we're, we're sending this thing out into the wild like today. Or did we send this thing out into the wild? These are just people who come on by the YouTubes. Yeah, these are people that are on YouTube right now. Okay. So yes. what is how is this different than what we did from the parking lot? Like, how did we pull people in? We sent it out? Yeah, I put the link out. Okay. So that's what we're going to do on Thursday. Okay. I just put the link out there. You want to pop on? Pop on. Love it. That's what we're going to do. This was just a... Uh, things were delayed... You know, sometimes you got to get reps in, man. No, I, I agree. So I mean, you're, you're in radio for 20 years and you can't do a live show. It's cool. I got it. You got to get back on the horse, man. What do you Sorry. want? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to transition to podcast life or get back into my radio mode? I mean, I was in big radio mode today. <laughs> yeah, you were. It was good. I felt good. I felt alive. I felt alive today. Was it the smoothie? <laughs> it was. Was it the it smoothie? Was, it was the patch. <laughs> or, or was it doing it live? <laughs> All right, we'll see you all tomorrow. We're going to have a short show tomorrow. Uh, focus will be on our conversation with Governor Roy Cooper. A lot of fun. Talk to him for about 20 minutes. we got some other things that are going on as well. We will see you Wednesday. Mm-hmm.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.